What's up, Hawklings? Today, we have for you a very special guest. He has recently been releasing with Never Say Die and has been for a while. Um, he's Toronto-based. He's been around in the scene for a long time. He goes by the name Dr. Ozzy. Is that my cue? That's your cue, dog. What did you call your friends? Hawkings? Hawklings. Hawklings. Well, hello, Hawklings. My name is Dr. Ozzy. Surprise. <laughs> it's actually funny how many people actually like have asked me that question. It's like, is it Ozzy or Ozzy? I was like, it's Ozzy. I was contemplating oh, that today. Ozzy. Yeah. I mean, like, um, it kind of makes sense because, like, you know, Wizard of Oz. And then there's like Dr. Oz, like Ozzy Osbourne. So I, I, it kind of makes sense, but like I just want to fuck around with people. So I always say it's Ozzy. <laughs> well, mission success. <laughs> I already blundered it. <laughs> um, but Dr. Ozzy, how's your day today, man? What'd you do? Um, I actually had a pretty fun day today. Um, so as you guys probably know, that we, we are kind of like started doing this whole like story kind of concept behind like the music right so we had the idea of hive mind the comic book uh but we are we are creating a new kind of concept which this is the first podcast that actually gets to know about this um we're creating factions out of everything so right now we're we're running on a host faction which is the cult that is like we're kind of like going about but we have created today a new faction that is going to be a new thing after Hive Mind, which is going to be uh, a whole different concept and a whole different cult than host. So we were working on that today in the morning and it actually came came around to be a pretty cool story so far. We're kind of like branching out with the characters we had in the first comic book and then kind of like giving them an origin story through like months that we're going to plan out. Um, we're still working with the same uh, illustrator, so he's actually doing uh, the comic book illustration right now as we speak. But yeah, that was fun, getting that like story put together. And after that, I had a stream, and I love streaming, so that was fun too. And now I'm sitting with you. <laughs> That's dope. Uh, yeah, busy day. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. So when you're writing the comic and the backstory for all of this, are you doing it with like a writer or you're just doing it with you and the illustrator or is it like, no. So, Oh man, the process for hive mind was, um, was kind of tedious. Cause like we sat on the story for over two and a half years. Cause we wanted to like, kind of, uh, we introduced the host logo. It, it's the one with the circle and like three lines. Um, so we sat on that logo for a very, very long time, and we just didn't know what that logo really stand, stood for. We knew we, we wanted it to be a cult thing, but then, like, when it came to the comic book, I, I had to, like, I literally scripted out. I made the story and the story arc. I uh, had, like, a full char character arc as well for each individual, and the scripting was, it, like, it's not a normal scripting. For story, for comic books, scripting is a lot different than movies because you have to kind of, like, you write the script and then another panel for the script, you have to write what you want to see in it. So I went even further than that. Uh, there's an app called Previs Pro where, or Previs Pro where you get to pre-visualize something for a movie. So I just used that as a storyboard to show my illustrator. So my illustrator has like even less questions for me. So like it was, it was amazing. Like it, it was a, cool learning curve because i've never made a comic book before but like the illustrator was provided like pretty much everything even before the comic book was like about to get illustrated now the artwork looks like off your hive mind ep it looks like it's like an anime character is that mm -hmm. what's gonna be like in the comics yeah so the artwork for the Hive Mind EP is uh, the OZ character uh, a little bit more like animated and not so realistic because like Demons in Denial and Host EP, we, we were going for a realism almost as as illustration. But since this this time we we're actually doing a comic book, we thought it would be better to choose the album art as also as two dimensional um, like anime type looking rather than you know, go realistic because, um, excuse me, I just burped out of nowhere. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, I don't know. Uh, we we just kind of like thought about how how we wanted to showcase comic book and the album art together. Uh, so that was just the one way. But I don't know if you guys have seen it. Have you guys seen the um, comic book? No, I've not. Personally. Not yet. Okay. No. Well, I mean, we are doing a hard copy of it, so eventually it will, it will be available, and hopefully, Hawklings can get those. <laughs> yeah, get your cool. copy. Get your copy at Barnes and Noble soon. And mm-hmm. so, did you like read comics growing up? Like, have you gotten into them like later on in adulthood? Like, is or is it kind of just like a? This seems like something I could make a comic out of. Um. I, I have, like, I'm not, like, a comic book, like, connoisseur or anything. Like, I wouldn't say I'm, I am I go to Comic-Con or something and I'm, like, all about it. Um, but I have read comic books. Um, there was, like, when I was a child, like, um, uh, I, I used to live in India. So we, we had, like, some Indian, like, superhero comic books, like, just, like, to read. Um, but, like, I wasn't, like, all about it or anything. Um, but I have read couple graphic novels as an adult where I was just like because like for some reason I relate more to a graphic novel because like it doesn't have to it, it's not anything to do with like a superhero it actually has a story to tell for like a pretty big thick book too right so I just kind of like you know after that like after, after knowing that my brand is going to be more of a storyline I felt like comic book is probably the best way to kind of showcase that uh, rather like rather than like create short films because uh, like honestly comic book is also like a little bit budget friendly as well you know what I mean like it's not it's not too expensive um and you get your point across people can read it it's something visual but with short films or even music videos like think crosses like I don't know even like sometimes 10k you know yeah for sure mm-hmm. like when I'm thinking of like uh world creep or uh world forming visuals i'm thinking of seven lions and like mm-hmm. Millennium, where they have like the real life videos of people like on beaches or whatever running through fields or forest but then you all on the other hand you have people like um oh my gosh it just oh ganja white knight who has who yeah. just started doing like the whole dark they, like they just did the dark wobble comic kind of movie mm-hmm. and they had uh the one comic like they've been doing a, kind of a similar thing for a long time too yeah and, so, and, and, and i feel like people connect to that a lot closely because like um i feel like if you have a story to tell because i feel like that's where i kind of um what's the word single myself out in the DJ communities because I've, I'm no longer Dr. OZ, just a DJ name. I feel like there's, there's a, there's a full story behind the name now. And there's like an actual lore to follow. You know what I mean? It's, it's not just a con it's, it's not just a electronic music artist. I just wanted to like go further than just like, you know, making music and then also providing cause to be honest, over the pandemic, I got slapped in the face by the COVID pretty much. It, it's, it, it, it came to a point and a realization that I was just like um, feeling like giving music as uh, to to consumers who are listening wasn't enough. And I was just like, I need to provide some visual representation and like visual content that like people can actually eat up. We were going to do a music video, but again, it was most so the budget thing. But comic book is where we landed. Let's stop. Um, so you, so is the whole thing out now? Mm-mm. So, um, our merch uh, company uh, was the one who was going to get them printed, but since they never had printed a book before, you know what I mean? It, it, it's they usually are about shirts and like you know hoodies and stuff. So we asked them about it. it was like, can we get this printed? So we had a kind of a fallback. Uh, not fallback. What do you? What's the word I'm looking for? Starts with P. Production issue. Produ- yeah, you know what? We'll call it that. <laughs> we'll call it that. <laughs> but we had we had a little bit of a production issue because because uh, they had never done it before. But um, it is going to be out hopefully in March. Um, but the merch is going to be out before that. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. So have you like teased any of this stuff through your Twitch 
channel. Yeah. I see that you have a lot of stuff, especially you just you just do a lot of promotion with music and do a lot of production stuff on Twitch. Mm. Do you just uh, do you also like share other new things with fans besides music? Yeah, I mean, um, I'm a pretty open book when it comes to wait, am I muted on something else? You guys can hear me, right? Yeah, you're good. Oh, odd. Um, my stream deck shows that my mic is muted. Computer. Huh. Anyways, um, yeah, no, I'm a pretty open book when it comes to Twitch streams because, like, I try to stay as connected and show as much as as, as much of me as possible because I think, like, I don't know, some people get like this like idea of like a musician or an artist that like is, is like almost scary or untouchable or like you know like why how do i speak to this person like what do i say to this person and i've heard that too many times over the over the over the course of my career um i used to get that where like people will come up and they're like i'm sorry to fangirl and i'm just like that's such a like you know it's such an upsetting thing to say not because like i'm a fan or anything it's just like it's sad that like you have to feel that way just because i make music so I, I always, when it comes to Twitch, like, I always try to be as as open and, like, I show everything. I talk to them about everything. I talk to them about, like, my life problems, like, as if, like, you know, they're friends or something. Uh, it feels more comfortable that way. And it's been therapeutical, to be honest, to do this. So I, I love streaming, to be honest. Yeah, and comparing, like, I've, oh, I've heard this from, like, one of the gaming streamers I listened to the other day, but looking at streaming now is so much different than it was than just gaming like five mm -hmm. years ago. Now it's music. Now it's, you know, hot tub streams. It's so different. Don't even get me started on hot tub streams. <laughs> it's crazy yeah. how, how far it's come. Like, I feel like people have actually just kind of like, I'm, I'm happy that it's no longer just gaming and like uh competitive a sport kind of thing where like people are like actually like playing rocket league and like like trying to compete and stuff now it's actually like people can sit and I, I think it's mostly because of like the way youtube works as well is when people are just willing to just listen uh it doesn't matter who it is it doesn't they don't care like what they're talking about they just like the fact that there's someone's explaining something and storytelling almost and it just feels something about that it just feels uh, calming and acceptable for someone to just do that. So what that's where Twitch comes in, where there's like you can have that, but you can have it for like fucking eight hours if you wanted to. <laughs> yeah. So are we getting that Dr. Ozzy hot tub stream soon now? Um, I I have I haven't bought my bikini yet, so I am uh, planning. I am planning. I will do it, but I don't have a hot tub either. It's kind of hard to fit a hot tub in an apartment, so. <laughs> I will. I will. Maybe it's going to be like a bathtub stream. Who knows? <laughs> ba bathtub stream. <laughs> um. So right, so, you guys, you want Sean? I know oh, you we, can go. Both of you have questions. Yeah. Yep. Oh damn! I'm. I'm. I feel attacked somehow. <laughs> um. What do you think the worst part of your childhood was? No. Um. <laughs> what, what uh so i want to know way back when when dr ozzy was a duo if i found out oh my correctly. God. i i don't know when this question is gonna stop but whatever <laughs> no it doesn't if if it's a if it's an annoying question we can just gloss over it you just have it's not even it. annoying it's just like it's been asked by so many people because like it's a, such a go-to question and i've always mentioned that i'm just like man like i booted that guy and that was that I, honestly he he's even like just doing his thing he moved to alberta and stuff but yeah like i don't even know like there's there's been times where um the question has been asked so many times that i'm just like there's so many interviews that like i've answered that question <laughs> yeah i know so my real question about it was do you miss him do i oh he was my best friend for like eight years straight dude oh and like um it kind of like sucked because like um that's a good question actually i didn't think that you were gonna ask that question um i do miss him on a friendly level but at the same time the, after the whole thing ended, I think uh, both ends tr stopped attempting to becoming friends um, because um, 
I don't know. It, it's, it, I don't know. Yeah, that's that's a real good question. Goddamn, I haven't asked that <laughs> before. Um, yeah, I I do miss him, but he also is just doing his own thing, and we just aren't attempting to be friends. Yeah. I think that's the best answer. Sometimes that's fine. Sometimes people just like distance, but like you see each other randomly at a bar where you used to go to, and like, oh, like yo, what's, yeah, like, what the fuck. No, there's no hostility at all. No, we we tried to hang out after that, but I think like like subconsciously he's probably just like, uh, we used to have a thing, and I'm just like, I know, but I want I want this thing to myself. <laughs> yeah. Mm. yeah. All right. So one day, it's like you'll see the chain smokers break up, and they'll like the news outlets will go crazy about it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I I can't wait for that day. <laughs> what? No, I'm just kidding. Shout out chain smokers. Love you guys. Mm-hmm. They're listening. Um if they're listening. So yeah. let's get past 2011. Let's bring it to 2017. Um you started releasing on Never Say Die. They're dope mm-hmm. label. You know, they are just a you know, they a brand of heavy dubstep and rhythm. Mm-hmm. Um what was the process of you getting signed to them? Like, were you just shopping or did they shop you? Um, funny, actually, uh, the, the, this, this interaction was, uh, kind of like executed properly by me. I was very like, uh, tactical about this. (laughs) So I actually went to, so I found out that schism, uh, troll face and lax were touring and um, they were coming down to Toronto. So I was like, OK. Um, so I told uh, the promoter because I, I was I was good enough tier to ask promoters, like, can I come? You know what I mean? So I went up to the promoter and I asked him, I was like, hey, like schism's coming um, and I need to I need I need to find a way to get to the green room. And he's just like they specifically said to not have anyone in this uh, green room. And I was just like, I know, but just give me the band. Uh, but if if they don't allow me in there, then fuck it, I'll leave. So um, I got <laughs> I got myself a blazer. <laughs> I got myself a blazer, and I got like fucking dress shoes. I don't know. It felt like a job interview for some reason. So I just went in and fucking went to the club with this fucking weird attire that I'm wearing. Everyone's in like their rave attire. Like there's like girls with tutus and shit, and I'm coming in like like as if you know, getting a new job. But um, I walked in and I went to the uh, green room side and there's a security, like pretty big dude guy. He was just like standing over me and he just looked away for a second and I finally got the uh, way to get in. And I walked in and I looked at straight directly at uh, Tommy and Schism was just like, hey. And I was like, I know you. And he said, I know you. And, and we just talked. We literally had a genuine friendly conversation we didn't talk about music at all we just talked about him and he talked about me and we were just becoming friends and then he finally mentioned he said like since you're a dj what's your name and i said dr ozzy and it's like i love the song that you made loose cannon and by far it's my favorite track and i was just like well i have over 34 songs right now ready to be like sent out and then he and, and that was the key and he was just like well enjoy the show and like we'll talk a little bit later and then right after that the label emailed me and it was just like send us those 34 demos <laughs> i was like okay bet <laughs> and it wasn't like a oh shit i only have like 10 you actually had 34 yeah i i, I actually by that time because like i got juiced the fuck up like literally my <laughs> yeah my 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 brain opened up this like weird door of create creative like creative mind where i just started putting more effort to songs i sent them at least i think about 40 43 um but yeah um they picked out five <laughs> hey that's five more than they would have picked out from me Wait, I think it's no bl- blueprint was six. I think I've, I I don't even know. I don't even know my EPs. <laughs> well, you released like four hundred EPs, so <laughs> what it seems like since twenty eleven. Yeah, I mean, I've done uh, like I don't think I have done a lot in EPs er- area. If I were to look at my albums right now, let me see profile. 
albums. Okay, so let's count. I've done one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. I've done eleven EPs so far. That's still a lot. So like a lot of people's eyes. I think so. Yeah, my first EP was uh, with Bygore, twenty thirteen. Jeez. So when you go back and you listen to like these old, like your old stuff, like Victimless Crime and Devil in Your Eyes and Jaguar, what is like the biggest difference that you hear? I can't believe we're mentioning these songs. (laughs) You're actually like bluntly calling me out or something. I hate those songs. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. This sounds. You listen to them and you're just like, oh my gosh. I get cringe just because I hear like the the quality that that I I provide now to the quality that I had like fucking years ago. So I'm just like, I mean, like in that era, especially when like drum step and dubstep was happening, I think it sounded up a par, I think, but like thinking about it now. And when I listen to it again, I'm just like, wow, the quality is so shit. I didn't know anything. (laughs) And so do you think that these improvements that you feel like you've made are just from practice like over the years after all this time or is it like oh, did you, yeah. do you think you really leveled up when you started working with the never say die team or um like- i i i think 1000% it's it's practice over anything i've got I've, like i've had a lot of people um i went to my dentist one day <laughs> that's a weird story just like branched off of that i went to my dentist and i i, I told Older, I was like, yeah, like I'm, I'm a traveling, like you're lucky. And I was just like, no, no, I'm not. Like, oh, for 17 hours of just practice, like just trying to teach myself, learning from my own mistakes over and over again. And then like, you know, finally achieving what I wanted to and then applying it and then hoping for the best that it works. And that's how, like, it came to this point. Um, I don't think the label uh, had anything to do with it. Or I think it, it, w- it would be more so practicing your influences, like what you listen to and you're, like, trying to mimic and then attempt uh, the same sound. Um, I, I think uh, I always try to do my best with Noisia and Amon Tobin. Those are, like, two high-tier people that I always look up to to try to, like, achieve, like, a sound. Um, but like, you know, when Skrillex was happening, uh, like, of course, everyone wanted to like figure out that monster growl, uh, <laughs> patch. So yeah, like it, it's literally practice. Um, and I think anyone who could practice can surpass anyone else really. Mm. That's good advice. Especially when you're telling mm-hmm. your dentist. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Man, like I, I, when I was drumming as well, like this, that's exactly what, like people would like look at me when I, when I used to drum and be like, why are you like this good? Like, and what are you doing? Like, how did you, like, this must be, this must be like talent or like, sorry, a God given gift. And I was just like, no, like I'm just sitting on my drums, fucking hitting them for like four hours straight and then take a break and come back and fucking hit them again. It's just practice. Like if you practice, you will be better. I mean, yeah, how'd the Foo Fighters get to where they are today? <laughs> oh, I'm kidding. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Dave Grohl. <laughs> um, I do want to talk about, um, like, do you have any moments with any of the Never Say Die guys besides Schism? Like, do you have any other moments you can point out from the past that were like... Oh, yeah, 100%. Um, I, went, I went on tour with uh, Zomboy on Rot and Roll Tour. It was a two-month bus tour. And I'll never forget that because like it, it was such an opportunity um, Josh has had given me um, and I'll always thank him for that because like I've never been on a tour before like that, especially like on a bus. And it was nothing like, you know, it wasn't anything like how media makes it to be like, you know, what I mean, like like popping champagnes, girls everywhere whatsoever, drugs everywhere. Nothing like that. I woke up to Josh literally vacuuming beside my bunker like it was that kind of tour bus it was so clean no one was allowed we were just like constantly enjoying like it was it was a very friendly and family environment environment uh everyone tour tour manager the djs uh the crew we all just constantly hung out it was just about us and in the tour bus and then and that's what we did um 
there was one time um, where we actually ended up staying in uh, New York uh, for about two weeks before we had to play PlayStation Theater, and wow. that was fun. We we went we went out to um, party like like we had just one night to just like do as much as we could, and we did more than we expected. We just like walked around New York uh, in, in the Times Square. We went to some like random. Um, party that was like on top of a rooftop and it was wild uh i it, it was the craziest party that i had ever been to and then i we went back to the tour bus at like 7 a.m it was wild i loved it but josh wasn't here he was like somewhere else so we were just like boss is gone let's let's party <laughs> i said wow because i remember playstation theater back in new york back in way back in the day um and mm. like that like it was my hometown so i'm like Oh, I never really see like all these rooftop parties and in New York. Do you feel like you like in your hometown of Toronto, do you feel like that's like oh, there's like nothing to do here, but when you travel outside of your hometown, it's like, oh, there's so much oh, to do. Absolutely not, dude. Toronto is um we kind of sometimes call it like a cookie cutter New York, but um it, it's if anything, it's kind of equivalent. Toronto is um, very ridiculous, just as much as New York, I would say. Um, but it's it's just like I'm I'm an introvert when I come to my city. Like I I don't go anywhere. I don't I don't fuck around with people. I just kind of like stay at home. I like just staring at the screen and just you know practice. <laughs> um, but when it comes to going out and like I mean once in a lifetime uh, like opportunity you get to be in a tour bus and do something like that i think you are going to like do something fun like that like with the crew and like the people that you're hanging out with if like a collective of them is just like let's go somewhere and like have a good time you're you're bound to go you know what i i deserve it or something or like i i should probably do something like that um so yeah try if 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 <laughs> if like seven of my friends came to my house and they were like we're gonna take you out to like some rooftop party I would I would say yeah, but other than that, I would I'd probably say no. Oh. Yeah, it is like because you're at the same time you're working, and then you know you're mm. still like enjoying your time out away from home. So I was like, because yeah, obviously, some people uh, they do travel for work, and it's like oh you gotta stay in this spot, but you can't really explore, and you want to explore, and it's. Yeah, I mean, like, same dentist. Same dentist told me that you're lucky that you get to travel around, and I was just like, I don't, I don't get to travel. Like, what are you talking about? I'm only speaking about her is because I had braces for like two and a half years as an yeah. adult, so I I know this. <laughs> so uh, she was like, you're lucky that you get to travel around. I was just like, I don't really get to travel. I just go and play, and then take the flight like next day and go home. <laughs> like, there's not much traveling happening. It's mostly mm, work. Yeah. Tony, you got something for him next? Yeah. Um, so you've played, I mean, as you said earlier, you're an international touring DJ. What is the coolest place that you've played at, like the coolest venue, um, craziest production? Ooh. Any, anything on that level? Crazy? Okay. If, okay, if we're going craziest production, I would say Shang Zen um, in China. That shit was wild. Um, production level was like, because I, I don't know, maybe maybe things are just made there. So they just kind of like, let's fuck it. Let's just put it in there. <laughs> so, um, yeah, like it was the wildest thing ever. Um, I, I was I was switched. OK, so this is how the day started. You guys want to listen yeah. to this? This is crazy, actually. OK, so I was um, so I woke up in my well, not woke up. I, I got to my hotel and I slept and then I woke up. And then uh, the my my tour manager was just like, all right, uh, we got a ride for you. Uh, we got to do sound check. So I did the sound check. I ch checked out the club. I was like, oh, this club is beautiful whatsoever. It, it was actually like a very tall ceiling club with like a really like horizontally. Wait, horizontal? Tall. That would be horizontal, Vertical? Right? Vertical. Going up. Oh, that's vertical. Okay. So very vertical, long LCD screen. Anyways, so... Um, uh, I did my sound check and we go back and then, um, I, I was working on my set and then like, it's just a casual, like you're playing tonight kind of day, you know, like it, it was just like, 
you're getting a set ready and like you're putting your songs together whatsoever. And then he finally messaged me and he was, he was like, all right, we're outside. Uh, let's go. It's, it's your time to play. I think it was like around 10 or 1030. So he comes in and we get in this like uh, Toyota. <laughs> and then from that Toyota, we stopped on a, on like um, on a highway, but not like a fast highway. It was like one of those off, off the road highways we stopped there and I was like, here we go. I'm dead. I'm going to die here. hundred percent. I'm going to die here. And then he got out and then it was like a, an, an SUV, like black SUV just like comes in front of the Toyota and they're like, all right, let's get out. And I was like, what? And he put me in that car and then he told me, oh, this is a bulletproof car. And I was just like, what? Why? <laughs> Why do you need a bulletproof car? <laughs> so we drive that car all the way to the club and we like, we stay there for like quite some time. And I'm just like, all right, when are we going in? And then he was just like, we just got to uh, wait for the queue. So he gets radioed in. He's like, he can, he, he's allowed to come. And then they parked the car in front of the nightclub. And they literally rolled a red carpet <laughs> from the door <laughs> all, the, all the way up to my car and put stairs, like two steps, and then put the red carpet on it. And then I got to walk on the steps and come down and wave my hand like a queen for some reason. And I, and people are there people outside. They're cheering as loud as possible. And right in front of me, I see this like, I think about like eight by like probably, I don't know. It's a fucking large billboard. It's huge. And I see my face on it. I'm just like, I am not Tiesto. Like in no way. Like this is wild. Um... So we, I walk up to it and he gives me a marker, like a gray marker. And then he told me to sign it. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is fun. I'll, I'll sign on my face. So I signed it and then people took pictures and then we got in. Um, and then after that, <laughs> we were in the green room and the green room was packed. I, I'm not joking. My rider is just like just one bottle of Kraken, like rum and a uh, couple beers. But this was like, there's like, <laughs> there's like food. Uh, there's like, what, what are those called? Catering? <laughs> there's catering in my green room for some reason. Um, I, none of that is in my rider, but I was like, whatever. And then I went to the stage and I put my USBs in. And then the first song I play, these guys put a confetti out. And then the second song I played, the drop, they did like pyrotechnics. And I was like, what the fuck is happening? How is this even possible? And then like 30 minutes in, you guys know what those... Um, like the circus act is where they are on a ribbon. Almost like, like trapeze. trapeze. Or, yeah, it's trapeze. I don't know. I don't know what. I don't know what the term is, but they just literally came from the roof. Like some they, circular they just, silly like, shit. Like, yeah, Wait, so they what just is came from the roof. Or where was uh, it? Fuck! I want It's in Shenzhen. Um. S H E N Z H E N. Book a trip right now. <laughs> it was so cool, and there was like some guys on poles that they were just like swinging left to right. It was a, it was a, it was a view. But that was the craziest thing that I've ever. I, I also got arrested. Oh in Jesus! China. How'd you get arrested? <laughs> uh, they they tried to do a drug bust in one of the nightclubs that I was playing. Um. And I think that yeah, it was in Shanghai that I was playing, and they they tried to do a drug buzz and they didn't find anything, and they let me go at like six a.m. Well, I would say what, what, it's not arrested. I would say um, like detained. What's the detained, word? Yeah, yeah, they detained me. Yeah, I got a fucking what is it? A baton in my head. Once. Oh my god, <laughs> that was the craziest Shanghai. China was fun. I would go again. I'll do that like. Two more times. I want to tell my grandkids about that oh, stuff. The venue in Shenzhen was it? Uh, like, did it have like a bunch of like glass ceiling stuff? I wouldn't honestly. It's kind of vague <laughs> in my like no, it's all vision. Good. The only, the only thing I remember is like CO two cannons, pyros, and a bunch of people like and swinging like, before <laughs> you're going. You're like, are people gonna like show up to this? <laughs> I, well, the the venue was very like big. It was it was a large venue, so I was just like I I I fucking play like I I play I my my place is nightclubs like maybe bar sometimes where there's the cap. I I feel more in my element when there's like a four five hundred cap like 
venue and I, I'm like very yeah. intimate with the crowd. But to but to play a nightclub that is like 2000 or like, you know, or like 1500 cap. And I'm just like, shit, like this is wild. <laughs> and I was like yeah, listening cool. to your story. And I was like, this is this went from you having the bulletproof car. It's like a Mission Impossible going to like some <laughs> Project X type thing and then back to like right? Mission Impossible trying not to get detained. Or like oh John gosh. Wick 3 yeah. or whatever. John Wick. <laughs> you see Keanu Reeves like coming yeah. out like. Oh, that would have been great. Oh my god. Imagine. Imagine. That was my final that was my final act. <laughs> Keanu Reeves. Just, All right, oh, so man. next question. I want to throw back again. Uh, you released very early on on Heavy Artillery. It's a uh, UK garage label oh. ran by Rossi B and Luca. Uh, super, super big in the MySpace era. Um, they had artists like Dream on the roster at some point. Um, how did that happen? Was that Finger. shopping or did they shop you and anything cool from that? Or was um, it just like you just released uh. a song with them? Um, heavy artillery. Um, that was my first EP actually. Um, it was, what, what was it? Fresh and tasty. I think I called it. Uh, that was with Christian at, at that time frame. Um, yeah, that was a, that was a really cool EP. Honestly, um, we, we definitely shop for that one. We literally messaged them. We were like, we have a couple tracks we want to like release and make an EP out of it. And then, yeah, they allowed it. I don't think there was like much of a, marketing to it it was just like you know new kids in the block kind of thing <laughs> like doing the thing but yeah that i mean i i i have much respect for all the labels that have like kind of like put me where i am because like i feel like if i didn't do, do those um decisions or make those decisions sorry um i wouldn't be where i am today because of them so i always like have respect for all the labels that like actually help me out um, or to even like, you know, put my songs out and have like $2 sent to me, which is like more than enough that when you were actually starting out. For sure. I mean, you've released with a ton of labels. I mean, by Gore, uh, Firepower. I mean, there's mm. just so many. Um, there's like, there's uh, the ones that I've done far. Oh, computer. Hello, computer. You're still here. There you go. Okay, um, my computer just went into, like, screensaver mode. Okay, um, I've done Play Me, Heavy Artillery. Those were, like, my first two that, like, I actually, like, started doing music on. And I think that's how some of us actually started. Uh, Spag actually started on Play Me as well. Um, and then I went into Bygore right off the bat, because, um, actually, same interaction happened with, uh, Borgor. Uh, and we actually, like, had the same kind of tactic played with him, where... When he was, uh, we were we were closing for him. Actually, we were opening for him, and then I kind of like played our last song as soon as he was getting on, and he's like, "This is your track," and I was like, "Yeah." And then he told his manager to like get their email. I was like, "Sick, this this tactic works. Let me try it on Schism." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I want to go back actually to something mm -hmm. we mentioned before. It was the anime whole aspect. You also have a song mm -hmm. called Johnny Bravo. Um. No, I think, Johnny, I think it's just called Johnny. But it's yeah, yeah, based yeah. off of Johnny Bravo. I want to yeah. ask, is, how has, has like cartoons and anime have had a hold on your life for a while that that's a good question. related to music? Yeah, that's a very good question. Actually, okay, so when I was a child, um, I used to watch a lot of Cartoon Network. And I, I remember shows like uh, Courage to Carly Dog, um, home for imaginary friends. Um, Wild Ed, Ed and Eddie. Yeah, that one too. Oh yeah, for Fosters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but there was there was a lot of like um, the cartoons like always like were really close to me just because like they were always silly and always made me happy when I was a child to the point that I started imagining my own kind of like creature or character. Um, I think it was when the first Hulk movie came out. Uh, from Marvel, um, you guys remember that, like uh, the the one with, uh, one. yeah, yeah, and that's that's when I would say um, OZ was curated. And what year is that? I don't even know. When was it? Two thousand eight, I think. 
I think so. I'm gonna I'm gonna Google this right now. Hulk. Uh, 2008. Let me try that. Yeah. It will. Oh wow. You're right on the dot for that. Yeah. 2008 Hulk. I know my MCU. That was the first Hulk. <laughs> so I think that's when my first imagination of OZ kind of came around. Cause like I used to like, um go on car rides with my parents and um i would like imagine this creature that is kind of hulk like uh just tearing fucking telephone wires and like just fucking making a mess and it, that's just going along with with the with the car ride just like with me and i'm just like imagining this like destruction happening beside me and i'll just have like my music with me or something and just like kept doing that for quite some time Big beefy boy with big beefy music. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And it's kind of cool because like from what I imagined when I was like so young, um, I finally got to like curate an actual presence, like what he actually looks like. Like we spent we spent hours with the 3D model, uh, with the artist that I was like, no, he doesn't look like that. He looks like this. And like I, I was so tedious about it. And we finally like nailed what I think he looked like. Oh, for the, this is for the um, Hive Mind EP. Ozzy guy. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, like the Doctor Ozzy, like the story behind it is pretty much that now Doctor recording. is a separate person than Ozzy. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah yeah. yeah. So pretty much, uh, Doctor is a separate person than Ozzy. Uh, these are two, so we play play on a on a multiple personality disorder kind of thing, or as also known as um, disassociated personality disorder, or sorry, identity disorder. Which actually, demons in denial is a play on word. If you actually put that as an acronym, it's DID. So we we we're really like playing on that. That like uh, these are two separate people, and kind of like a Jacqueline and Hyde that people relate to the most uh, kind of concept. That's pretty cool. Um, mm -hmm. And so, Doctor is the host for Ozzy, correct? Yeah, so uh, Doctor right now, uh, which you will probably see in the comic book whenever it gets a hard copy, is, um, is not a host, um, which will be further explained is what the faction is going to come through as well. So we have some plans for that right now. So Doctor is, is a, disbelief, a disbeliever, um, but in... In the comic book, uh, Johnny okay. it, it doesn't know if he is one, but I like he is the backstory. One. Yeah. Hmm. So we're talking twists. We're talking twists. Yeah, there's a lot. There, like the comic book is is really cool because like we we spent hours and hours of just like trying to figure out how we're going to like make people think out of the box when they actually read it. And we're following that method with like the next faction and the one that's going to be after that. So it's 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 going to hopefully it works with this comic book. So then we'll have a little bit of a input and maybe advice from people that like, hey, like this didn't work. Maybe like show a little bit more. Um, but we we fuck around nice. with people quite I mean, a lot in the comic it's book. Definitely hard to just think of like stories behind music. And nowadays, like everybody has something as Tony mentioned before with the whole ganja white knight and millennium and seven lines you now and everybody's more evolving yeah. into a new generation of music where you're telling more of a long-term story through it rather than just hey here's a song go headbang on the rail mm. Exactly. I, I got tired of that. I got tired of just like, you know, here's a banger and then it's 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 like it fades away. You know what I mean? Like I want I wanted something to like connect to it so hard. Like the weekend did it so perfectly with his new album that like it will always stick because like you will never forget about the story he had built around his music, you know? Um, so that's that's the method, I think, right now is that like if you you can't I feel like for me especially, I think like I can't just be like, here's music and you guys like it or not, like that's it. But yeah, I feel like I need I to agree. provide a little bit more visual content than just like leave it be. Yeah. 
Alright, so we're we're pulling up on a little bit close to an hour, so let's start wrapping it up, and okay. we're going to start hitting you with some more generic but fast-paced questions. Got it. Um, so first one is, what song have you been jamming to on repeat lately? Um, actually, that's a really good question. Um, I have been listening to, let me go to my SoundCloud likes, because that's where it's at. Um, actually, I play this quite a lot. Um, it's the Carousel Project, and the song's called, hold on, I'll find it, I'll find it. My Eyes, and it's beautiful. It's a house track by him, which, which he usually doesn't, you know what I mean? So he's he's usually known for um, his drum and bass and very intricate and um, neural-like drum and bass. But this one is his house attempt, and I'm actually I'm blown away. It's it's so neatly done, and it's like, and it, it, it's a house song that I've kind of like nostal nostalgically heard before, but it just feels right because it feels like now, because like it's his taste on it. It feels really cool. I would suggest that for people to listen to it. Oh yeah, it's really bouncy and it kind of has that like that like uh kind of grainy mm -hmm. like sound, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? It's like, like as it evolves it's more. Lo -fi, but it's not. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's my yeah. eyes by the caracal. The uh, would it be caracal or carousel? Cuz like carousel Oh, I don't know. Because a carousel is a is a talk it's, it's a toxin the carousel like a carousel can. Oh, uh, you're right. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, the carousel project, my eyes. Um, a lot of his stuff is actually Imanu really stuff. really good. Same thing with Amanu. They they both kind of fall in the same place for me. Amanu's uh, um, dope. Yeah. Um, another song I would say <laughs> that I've been listening to a lot ran randomly is Jacob Collier. <laughs> Time Alone With You with Daniel Caesar. It's fucking good. Well, Daniel Caesar's voice is like Angelic. hot gravy on a song. Uh, uh, bread and butter. Yeah, I mean, so we have the holidays coming up. Um, do you have any traditions I usually do each year? Not to be personal, but just... Mm. Um, oh, no. That, that's fine. That's a fair question. Um... I actually don't. A funny thing, I I we I never like you know until I moved to Canada, we never really celebrated Christmas until we actually moved to Canada. Um, like we do the typical, you know, uh, hand the gifts to each other and have a Christmas tree, just because like it, it's the right thing to do when you're here. But um, yeah, I'm I'm super excited because like um, I get to sometimes impress my parents because they work really hard they're they're kind of like workaholics so i always work around like what kind of gift would they want if they're at work so i just kind of like provide that so not so much traditional yeah. things per se it's a very I mean, basic christmas family <laughs> they don't really have traditional stuff just like my family doesn't really do traditions we just give presents and yeah. they call call it a christmas exactly <laughs> and yeah, take, give me my present and then fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> but on the on the other note, though, um, when they're like, we just celebrated Diwali because uh, like I'm from India and like my uh, parents religion is Hinduism. Um, that was fun. I loved it. Um, I'm not religious myself. Uh, I just celebrate my, my mom just is like one of those people or mothers where they just want an excuse for everyone to be together. So they just find like anything yeah. <laughs> as a celebration. They will be like, my mom will be like, it's Diwali, come, it's Hanukkah, come. But like, yeah, <laughs> anything nice. that is coming through, she wants the family together, so. That's nice. Mm -hmm. Um. All right, so last question. We okay. kind of give everyone a chance to answer this. Um. So if you... We're on a flight, and somehow you got you crashed and got stranded on some island, and your phone, all you had on your phone was one mix or album, oh. or even song. Okay, what would it be? 
Okay. Uh, I I know the answer. It's aim uh, on Tobin. Uh, fuck. Isaac. Isaac. Oh my god. I hate myself for this right now. It's one of the Amon Tobin's albums. It starts with I. What is it? Isam. Isam. I think it's Isam. Isam. I S A M. I S A M. Amon Tobin. Isam. I would listen to that on repeat whenever. Honestly, yeah, you could play it and I'll jam out to it. No problem. <laughs> Well, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. We haven't heard that answer before. And you know what's funny? It was like this whole visual concept of of LCD, uh, sorry, LED walls and like, you know, moving animations and projections and all that huh. shit that all started from this guy. Yeah, if you guys actually watch the full uh, ISM tour video, uh, like he, he has a full recording of it. Is mind blowing. It's actually mind bending, if anything. Oh, it kind of looks like the wall, but like projection mapped. Mm-hmm. That's where it started. It's so old. I like put in IS and then just immediately went to Island That's Boy. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an Island Why, so- Boy. Love those guys. They did it. <laughs> They did it. <laughs> they they did it. Um, all right. Well, Doctor Ozzy, you're just great. Um, you got some great stories. You had some great advice. Uh, I thought you have some quality self reflection. And um, thank you for coming on the show. Those are some nice ass compliments. Thank you. <laughs> that felt good. I'm gonna call her mom right after this and tell her that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Do you have anything last last things to share before we end it all together? Yeah, of course. Um, I'm super happy that you guys invited me. This was actually quite a lot of fun. Um, I don't get to do podcasts that often, so this 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 is a like this is cookies for me. I love white white chocolate chip cookies. I don't know why I mentioned that, but anyways, um, one last thing is that I actually just recently started my Patreon, where um, my comic books uh pages are actually being uploaded. So if anyone is interested and you want to see the first glimpse of the comic book, you can watch it on Patreon. Right. And uh, yeah, that's about it. Check out the next, uh, the new EP as well. Yeah, the new EP is Hive Mind Part yeah. 1. Part um, 1, yeah. Part 2, when is it coming? We don't know. I only, won't tell either. <laughs> yeah, only, only a few people know. Um, <laughs> but if you enjoyed hearing about Dr. Ozzy and, you know, his long esteemed career in the dubstep and electronic music scene. Uh, definitely go give him a follow on socials. Uh, go listen to all his tracks on SoundCloud, you know, rack up those play counts. And, you know, just have a great day. Yeah, you better have a great day. I dare you. <laughs> but as always, my name's Tony from Electric Talk. And I'm Sean with S-C-A-N. And I'm Dr. Ozzy. And we bid you guys a fat adieu. Later.